Hi, my name is Frank Rotering. This podcast channel, Ecological Survival, features content from my website, ecologicalsurvival.org. I'm deeply concerned about humankind's inadequate response to the ecological crisis. I'm trying to correct this by disseminating my independent analysis and strategy. For more about me and my project, please see the website's about statement. Young people, you've been brutally betrayed. Since the 1970s, the international community has repeatedly vowed to keep greenhouse gas concentrations within safe limits and to protect the environment for future generations. But concentrations are now at catastrophic levels and the environment is rapidly collapsing. These solemn promises have therefore been blatantly violated. As a result, you face immense suffering and premature death on a colossal scale, the genocide of the young. If you are angry, become enraged. If you are enraged, become defiant. If you are defiant, demand the following rational greenhouse gas strategy. To begin, let me summarize the IPCC approach that currently dominates environmental thought and action. At the heart of this approach is the organization's consistent refusal to address safe greenhouse gas concentrations, despite the fact that these were central to the international commitments. The IPCC has instead embraced the emissions fallacy. This emphasizes the emissions that increase concentrations while downplaying the greenhouse gas removal measures that decrease them. The inevitable result has been a catastrophic surge in concentrations and the pervasive degradation of the global environment. The IPCC's treatment of solar radiation management, or SRM, is equally ruinous. The organization refuses to acknowledge the extreme urgency of reducing solar radiation to prevent runaway global warming. It also highlights the risks of SRM to the global south but ignores the immense benefits of stabilizing the agriculture on which the poor depend. Based on such distortions, many among the concerned reject SRM as a crazy techno-fix, thereby spurning its potential as a stopgap measure to buy humankind the time it so desperately needs. What should really boil your blood is that the truth about the greenhouse gas crisis and its solutions is easily determined which means it is being intentionally evaded. Judge for yourself, but to me, the following chain of reasoning is both straightforward and irrefutable. Step number one, current greenhouse gas concentrations are disastrously unsafe. Evidence, the widespread environmental destruction that now threatens human civilization, your future, and life on Earth. Step number two, Emissions reductions can slow the rise in concentrations, but can't lower them. The reason is that emissions are additions. It is impossible to lower the water level in a tub by turning off the tap. Similarly, it is impossible to lower concentrations even if emissions are reduced to zero. Step number three. Greenhouse gas removal is therefore necessary for your survival. The reason is obvious. Removing greenhouse gases by natural or technical means is the only way to lower concentrations. 
Step number four. However, this will be too slow to prevent runaway global warming. The reason is that greenhouse gas removal remains scandalously underdeveloped. So it will take decades to develop effective methods and to remove and sequester the unsaved gases. And the last step is that SRM is therefore essential as a protective stopgap measure. The reason is that reflecting some of the sun's radiation is the only means available for averting runaway global warming while unsaved greenhouse gases are being removed. The nature of SRM's implementation is open to discussion. Its existential necessity is not. This logical sequence firmly establishes the rational greenhouse gas approach. We must first protect ourselves from explosive global warming through SRM. We must then aggressively reduce our emissions while massively ramping up greenhouse gas removal to extract the unsafe greenhouse gases. In brief, we must block the sun, minimize our emissions, and remove the damaging gases. As with the greenhouse gas crisis and its solutions, the reasons for the IPCC's deceitful approach are readily understood. If concentrations are too high, the world's carbon budget is negative rather than positive. Without a positive carbon budget, the global economy must contract rather than grow. But economic contraction means the end of growth-dependent capitalism and the revolutionary transformation of the prevailing social order. The IPCC, which was created by and for this order, serves it faithfully by refusing to go down this system-threatening path. The difficult question for you, the young, is what this means for your future. That is, how should you respond to the deceitful greenhouse gas story so as to maximize your survival chances? I have four suggestions to help you decide. First, heed the 1960s slogan, don't trust anyone over 30. This is not because the older are all untrustworthy, but because, given the realities of human nature, you and they have different motivations. You are historically unique because you will suffer the horrendous consequences of ecological collapse. They are historically unique because they have long enjoyed unprecedented consumption levels. They are therefore motivated to swallow the fairy tales, but you are not. Always keep this distinction in mind as you read The Guardian, listen to Michael Mann and friends, or peruse the latest IPCC report. Second, put intense pressure on climate scientists to tell the truth about the crisis. This will be costly to their careers and personal lives, so expect only a heroic few to break ranks. You should nevertheless do your best to create a vocal splinter group. This would shatter today's ecocidal consensus and possibly persuade some fence-sitters to join the truth-tellers. Third, shift the greenhouse gas conversation away from defeatism, collapse porn, and anti-denialism. All of these sow confusion and divert attention from the core issue. What solutions can help you survive on this planet? Defeatism is based largely on SRM rejection because, without this measure, 
collapse is in fact inevitable. If SRM is correctly perceived, defeatism will likely lose some traction. Collapse porn is the unceasing dissemination of bad environmental news. But all objective minds now understand that the biosphere is collapsing, so let's discuss strategy instead. Anti-denialism demonizes those who dismiss the greenhouse gas problems, but at this stage the far more dangerous people are those who dismiss rational solutions. Correctly identify your enemies. Finally, and perhaps most importantly, understand that the progressive movement, which underlies much of today's activism, cannot guide you to a sustainable future. Progressivism works within the current system to maximize social justice. This is a humane mission, but your survival depends on a radical shift beyond this system and an intense focus on sustainability. I have therefore concluded that a complementary social movement is now required. Progressivism would continue to fight for an equitable world, while the new movement would be fully dedicated to your ecological survival. I will propose the principles of this new movement in my next post. To summarize, the standard greenhouse gas story, which is rooted in the IPC's emissions fallacy, is now being used to justify the net zero emissions goal. This approach will inevitably cause you immense suffering and mass mortality. Far from being scientific, this story was concocted to protect the material interests of the global rich and older generations. To survive, you must fight tooth and nail for a strategy that aims for safe concentrations through aggressive emissions reductions and the judicious implementation of both greenhouse gas removal and SRM. A new social movement that focuses on sustainability will be needed to effectively coordinate this struggle. Thank you.